Sun Life Community Church came into being as the result of a compelling vision for a different kind of church, interested in what we call the Sun Life, experiencing and sharing the life of God's Son. Perhaps your heart is burdened these days. We invite you to allow the Word of God through the words of this message to bring rest to your soul and joy to your heart. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're about to open your Word, and it's a Word that without your Holy Spirit's help we would never understand. And yet, Father, there's so much that can thrill us and inform us and excite us and bless us. And so now we pray that the very Spirit who inspired the Word of God would work upon our hearts and minds that we might receive from it all that you plan for us this day. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be my bride. That's the title and the subtitle of the five-week series of messages that will take us through the month of January. Almost innumerable are the young and sometimes not so young women who have heard those words spoken over the course of human history. It's an invitation for them to unite their lives with some young or not so young man in the bonds of matrimony. Most of us in this room have either spoken or heard those words spoken or will speak, or will hear those words spoken at some point in our lives. They are marvelous words. They are life-altering and identity-generating words. They are words that are generally never forgotten. This month, as we move toward our Membership Commitment Sunday, the first Sunday in January, I want us to imagine that we are each hearing those words spoken to us by Jesus Christ himself. You see, Jesus invites us to become part of his bride, that immense, glorious body of born-again believers who constitute his church. Someday in the eternal realms, Christ's church will be all together in one place and will be wonderfully united in mind and heart with him. But until that day, the church of Jesus Christ is scattered throughout the earth and throughout time and each local congregation of his church bears a unique testimony to his grace and goodness. This month we are reviewing together the unique testimony that is borne by Sun Life Community Church. Six distinctive elements make up our testimony. They are printed each Sunday on the front cover of our bulletins. Last Sunday, we discussed perhaps the most unique of them, Sun Life Community Church, we read right off the bulletin, is an annually renewed community of believers experiencing and sharing the life of God's Son. Membership in Sun Life Community Church has but a 12-month shelf life. It is, however, annually renewable. We saw last week that there is solid biblical precedent for such a practice. Our final thought last week put it like this. Being annually renewed means things never get stale or lost in the shuffle. We are never more than 12 months away from hearing Jesus say, Be my bride. Now that is a very good thing and a very strategic practice to follow. 
That's actually enough to make us rather unique as a church body, but there are five more answers to this month's key question. What is the distinctive nature of the congregation called Sun Life Community Church? Well, here is answer part two. Sun Life Community Church is a worship-centered congregation. Jesus invites us to be part of it. Worship, what does it mean, really? Well, here are some options. It means to adore, to revere, to stand in awe of, to bow in joyful submission. Jesus knew as he walked upon this earth for a time that worship is incredibly important to his heavenly Father and to all the heavenly hosts. Here are some more red-letter words that unlock that reality and that motivate our identity. Here's today's key scripture. It's found in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Jesus said, and we're jumping right into the middle of a statement he made, Jesus said, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is a spirit, and they who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus is saying here that God the Father is actively seeking worshipers, and the reason he must seek them is because fallen sinful man does not just naturally seek him. Paul told the church in the city of Rome in the epistle that the Holy Spirit inspired him to write to them that fallen mankind exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And then they worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator. That's Romans 1, 25. And in that exchange, God lost worshipers, and mankind lost God. And yet mankind was created with a worship urge that he forever seeks to satisfy. And so he forms worship bonds with created things, beautiful and impressive things, He forms worship bonds with beautiful and impressive people, with noteworthy and impressive causes and concerns. And as a result, mankind falls farther and farther away from God and further and further into things he substitutes for God. And the Church of Jesus Christ stands in opposition to all the efforts of fallen mankind to find suitable objects of worship. Sun Life Community Church declares itself not only to be a community of worshipers, but to be a worship-centered community. What we are saying is that here in this place, the worship of God is the main reason we exist. We are saying that the worship of God is at the heart of everything we do or seek to do. Now, I believe it's absolutely imperative that I seek to establish a sad but true American worship perspective as we engage in this discussion this morning. Almost every church service being held today across our country is called the morning worship service. In many places, It is anything but. Some church morning services would be more accurately labeled the morning evangelistic service. The message every Sunday is a salvation message. 
intending to convict people of sin and convince them to accept the Savior. The music in the service tends to feature songs of testimony designed to ready the congregation to hear the gospel message. The typical question around the Sunday dinner table is, how many got saved today? Other morning church services would be more accurately labeled the morning teaching service. The intent is to instruct and to train. The music tends to feature content-filled hymns of the faith. Getting as much of the Bible as possible into people is the goal. The typical question around the Sunday dinner table is, can you believe what we heard today? I never knew that before. Still, other morning church services would be more accurately labeled the morning entertainment service. These are high-energy services that stir the hearts and the emotions and are designed to send people home on a high. The preacher is entertaining. The music is entertaining, sometimes equal to anything in the secular world. The entire atmosphere is designed to be uplifting and inspirational. The typical question around the Sunday table would be this, wasn't that a blast? And then, there are some morning church services that could in fact be accurately called the morning worship service. They are services that are designed to focus upon and glorify God, Father, Son, and Spirit. These are services designed to impress men with a great and glorious God, services designed to encourage men to surrender themselves in awe and worship to Him, to lay their entire lives before Him. The music features His goodness and greatness. Many of the songs are like prayers set to music. The people are brought to a place of trust and peace in the midst of an unpredictable and turbulent world. The typical questions around the Sunday dinner table are, how truly awestruck by him am I? How truly surrendered to him am I? What more could I possibly want in my life than what he provides? Sun Life Community Church is committed to being a church like that being a worship-centered church. I believe that we can take Jesus' red letters of the morning to mean it's a church like that and the people of a church like that that the Father seeks. So then, consider with me today's key question. What does it mean to be a worship-centered bride? Well, it means, it means the worship of our three-person God is at the center of everything we do. Remember our earlier definition of worship? Worship, to adore, to revere, to stand in awe of, to bow in joyful submission. Wrap your mind and heart now around this key worship reality. Here it comes. Each person of our three-person Godhead is worthy of and should be an object of our worship. Think with me through these three worship statements. One, we worship, that is, we adore, we revere, we stand in awe of, we bow in joyful submission to God the Father. We call him Abba. 
The scripture tells us four different times that we should worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. One of them is found in Psalm 29, verse 2. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Through our study of the scripture a few years ago, we have itemized 29 other incredibly worshipful aspects of our Father's nature. Not only is he worshipful, not only is he holy, but 30 altogether. Keep them at the forefront of your mind. Each one of them becomes a worship stimulator. Number two, we worship. That is, we adore, we revere, we stand in awe of, we bow in joyful surrender and submission to God the Son. We call him Jesus. Thomas had the right idea when seeing the resurrected Jesus, he fell to his knees and worshipfully said, my Lord and my God. That's found in John chapter 20, verse 28. The scripture has revealed to us 12 heavenly ministries that Jesus is presently undertaking on our behalf. They all require divine energy and understanding. He is indeed worthy of our truest worship as our highly exalted Lord and Savior. Here now is the third. We worship That is, we adore, we revere, we stand in awe of, we bow in joyful submission to God, the Holy Spirit. We call him Numa. What a delightful discovery we have made of the divine companion who has come to walk us through life in this fallen world. Daily inputs from him provide divine strength and provision. The Apostle Paul pointed out that we are being changed little by little into glory by the Lord himself, who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.18 We worship the God who is with us 24-7. Here now is our final thought. Take it to heart. We say Sun Life Community Church is a worship-centered congregation of born-again children of God. Jesus invites each of us to become part of it. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, oh, how good it is to have an object of our worship that is worthy of worship. Father, forgive us for any time that our our hearts or our minds or our desires settle on lesser things and we can make them so important to us. We can derive so much pleasure from them that it's almost like they have moved in and taken your place. And how wrong is that? Forgive us any time we come even close to doing that. Father, this day right now, We declare that our God is the one we worship. We declare that at the very heart of Sun Life Community Church is the God we worship. We are a worship-centered congregation, Father, Son, and Spirit. So fill us with your reality. So fill us with 
the Spirit's presence that we would never deny you, never forget you, never walk away from you, never let anything else replace you. For you are our our God. Worshiping you is the very reason we live. Help us do that, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message has inspired you to live the sun life together with us. If you are near Apple Valley, California this weekend, we invite you to join us in person Sunday morning or through our live broadcast. All the details are on our website at sunlifecommunitychurch.com.